All right, everybody. Now that it's spring, we're going to do one more giveaway to get seeds in your garden, and we're going to do our direct seed sowing giveaway, which happens to be Ben's favorite giveaway, <laughs> shockingly enough. Giveaway closes on May 1st, 2021, and Batavia is going to let you know one of the ways to enter. So one of the ways to enter is by going to backyardgardenstv.com and enter your email address. With this, you'll be entered into the May 1st giveaway and all future giveaways. And then for an extra entry, head over to YouTube to the Backyard Gardens YouTube channel and watch the video Gardeners Love Spring. Watch it, like it, and leave a comment telling us what your favorite thing to either grow in your garden is or your favorite thing about spring gardening. That way, we know more about you and you might win our seeds. Now on to our regularly scheduled program. Maybe you're on top of things and maybe you're not. Maybe you've planned and maybe you haven't. Well, today we are talking about planning, P-L-A-N-N-I-N-G, our gardens and your gardens right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts. Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Are you planned out? (laughs) Um, I have started to combine the several plans that I've written in different places. You know, so I've pulled them all together and uh, I'm about 80-ish percent there. Are you? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> my, my, my spring plan is locked in. My summer plan is locking in mm-hmm. and my fall plan is nowhere even close. Yeah. So same question. Spring, um, 80% summer, 90% fall is still loading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, loading. Yeah, yeah. There's no what is it, error four oh four? That yeah, hasn't yeah, happened yeah, yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so. but no, I feel really good about the spring. Um I am a little bit deterred by some of just the horrific weather we've been getting, but I'm trying to stay and hold on and right. I still think spring's gonna be early because my mom tells me every morning, you know, we only have a couple more weeks of it. She's been saying that for like the last month, but that's fine. You know, You know, I say the same thing every day. I'm like, it's getting a little bit less, a little mm-hmm. bit less each day. It's getting warmer. And for us, it really is getting warmer. But yeah. I know like up where you are, like it's it's a grueling February mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, so and even March for that matter, it yeah. can be, you know, what is it? In like a lion, out like a lamb? No, that's. Yeah. March. Mm. Maybe. Have you heard that? I mean, I've heard it, but I'm not sure if that's what. Well, Comes in, it roars, and yeah, I'm not going to be able to get it right. Yeah, Leonard. it comes in rough, and it, yeah, Leonard, <laughs> he's got it. It comes in rough, and it goes out easy, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, we're talking about planning your spring garden, and mm-hmm. I spelled it in the beginning simply for the fact, because when we talk about it, we're like, wait, did you say planting? Did you say planning? Which one is it? So, we are P-L-A-N-N-I-N-G, mm-hmm. our gardens today. Yeah. 
So, um, hey, one quick housekeeping item because I know you love them. Yeah. Happy spring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that wasn't the bell didn't come across the way I wanted to, but you guys get the point. Celebrations, balloons, yeah. confetti. Do you have your shoes on or your socks on still? I actually am slowly transitioning out. I'm like kind of like hardening off my feet, which is not mm-hmm. exactly the message I wanted to send. Um, but I'm slowly coming out of them and it's yeah. not comfortable, but it needs to happen. So it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. It takes time. <laughs> it takes time. I'm I back haven't done to it yet. boots with no socks, you know, so that was short lived yeah. until you get a boot it's- full of snow. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's like footy in boot, then like ankle, you know, kind of mid calf sock and boot, and then it's like ankle sock and boot, then it's no sock and boot. So, it's. I mean, this is a whole process. Clearly, it's stressful to me. I can't even <laughs> handle it right now. But no, no, it's uh, it's really cool to. It's been really cool to be able to talk about gardening and 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 kind of walk through some of these steps this winter. It's made yeah. winter bearable, you know. Yeah, it really has. I mean, because I'm right now, I am planting mm-hmm. with a T my garden, um, but just minimal yeah. at this point, you know. And at the time of recording, you know, I've I've put out some seeds, and um, I'm really watching the weather to kind of see like which way is it going to mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it can really, you could get it with something started and then you get a nasty freeze and you yeah. lose it. But I'm kind of willing to take that chance. Yeah. I mean, so, it's a couple seeds, you know. So much of our planning is really tied to the weather. Everything from do you still have things left in your garden from last year that are growing? You know, are you like me and your garden is basically bare? And at yeah. this time, snowfield, you know, uh, so those things kind of matter as you talk about your plan. Right. And so we'll we'll rely on you guys to, you know, kind of figure out where you are in that spectrum. You know, we oh, can't yeah. necessarily address all of them, you know. Yeah. And I mean, when I was younger and I would start seeds. Well, first of all, when I started gardening, I never had a plan. I just bought stuff and put it mm-hmm. where I wanted. And then even as I had started seeds, I would grow the seeds and I still didn't have a plan. It was the same thing. I would just kind of figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But having an organized plan has really helped me kind of in my day to day tasks out there too. And mm-hmm. planning ahead and, you know, if something fails, I know what needs to go next or, you know, it just makes it a lot easier and more seamless for me. Yeah. And it's a good time for me to dream in the wintertime too. Ah, come on. Don't make me all warm and gushy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, so for me, it is a moment of kind of dreaming. And, you know, I I plan around the positive, like I plan around this is going to be successful. I don't plan. I don't create my plan with the idea of this may fail or may have some trouble here or there or, or somewhere yeah. else. And we know it's going to come up, you know, but I kind of you know, go very high with the, everything is going to come in. The harvest is going to be bountiful, you know? So one of the things I'm considering first and, you know, really early on is what do I want to do with this food now? You know? And so that determines kind of what I'm going to put into my garden, if you will, you know? So I kind of plan with the end in mind, if you will, you know, and I didn't always do that either. No. And I, I don't ever plan for something to fail Mm -hmm. either. I always, I always plan for something to be bigger than it's really going to get. That's what I do. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have that you know discipline. I mean? Yeah, well, it's just because I've had that issue before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
It's been tough, but uh, before we kick it off, I just want everybody to know we have our direct sow seed giveaway going mm-hmm. on. So um, you heard before the show all the rules. So get your entries in, get your extra entries in, and um, let's get you a garden that's some seeds that you can stick directly in the ground. So I'm actually, this is the giveaway I'm most excited about. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I love... think it's a perfect, it's a great beginner giveaway too. Yeah, great beginner giveaway. I love the simplicity in putting a seed in the ground. Well, clearly I enjoy things like starting, you know, seeds indoors and all of that and, you know, planting all of those pieces, like putting the seed in the ground, direct sowing kind of removes all of these other steps that I've learned to enjoy, but could do without, you know? Yeah, I I personally don't care for starting seeds inside, Mm -hmm. all truth be told. Mm -hmm. Um, I would much rather direct everything outside. I just don't. You know, if I lived in Florida or something, I probably would do that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't know if it's even possible. I've never even looked at it to, like, only direct sow in some of these places. Mm -hmm. It would be pretty cool if you could, though. Yeah, yeah. Just constantly have your garden going. Never stop it. I could even live with starting seeds, but starting them outdoors. You know, like, if I didn't have room in my garden, you know, I know in a few weeks I'm going to harvest and pull these things up, so I'm going to start these other seeds. Like, that'd be cool. Um, But, you know, you just, you adjust to your circumstances, and... I'm not ready to dig a hole in my, you know, garden bed and shovel snow out to start seeds that won't germinate because it's 18 degrees. Snow peas. Your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) They are a part of my plan, just so you know. See there. See there. So um, kick us off, Batavia. Where, Where should we start when we make a garden plan? Okay. So for me, I want to clarify that having a list of vegetables you want to grow is not a plan. Not what we're talking about when we talk about a plan, but I think that's one of the first steps when it comes to your plan. So it doesn't have to be like your complete list. You're planning on growing these and these 10 vegetables only, but it really kind of helps shape your next step. So um, write it out. That could be in your phone. That could be on a notebook. That could be on an old receipt. If you're me, List out the vegetables that you want to grow in your spring garden. Period. Yeah. Point blank. Clean and simple. <clears throat> Should we categorize them at all? Um, I do, but that's, I thought the way my mind works, but maybe it is just generally a good step for the garden. Yeah. Um, so I have my um, kind of leafy greens starting off on a list. I have my root vegetables in a list. So that's how I'm categorizing them. How about you? I categorize mine by what can take the coldest amount of Mm -hmm. weather. Mm -hmm. So the cold hardiest plants, that's what I start with. Yeah. Um, And then I just kind of go from there. So I posted on um, Instagram a while back or did I post it? I think I did my garden plan for the year. And you can see like I drew everything out. And then a box right next to it, I wrote like planting dates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you go in and you look at those planting dates, you can see like, I mean, I started pretty early, but is like the, the cold hardiest of the hardiest vegetables. Yeah. Were yeah. in there. So those were the planting out dates. So then I had to count back to when to start them. Because that's going to drive and, again, you know, when you get what into the, when you start indoors and when you actually are planting out. So, yeah. 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 And a lot of those things I can start by seed outside, but some of them, you know, you have to start indoors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do by cold hardiest. Yeah. That's your go or are you just adding on to mine? 
I'm just adding on okay. to yours, All like right. the categorization. Yeah. So, so. I'm going to add one more thing for the category then. Yeah, um, and ahead. that is um, kind of how long it's going to take to actually harvest. Right. So, you know, rutabagas compared to carrots, compared to lettuce. Right. Yeah. So keeping that in mind. So my in my notebook, which I don't have up here, um, I literally have at least the first couple of weeks. I was really good at it. Vegetable. Uh, I did put germination date, which didn't last long. I stopped kind of counting that um, dates, days to harvest, because that gives me an idea. of Do I really have a long enough season to plant insert yeah. vegetable? But yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> what I would say is, at, you know, kind of going in order from where you are right now. So at this point, you've written down all your vegetables. Mm -hmm. I would make that decision of what am I going to start from seed and what am I going to do? Um, seed starts from the store. Gosh, you're <laughs> start, you're kicking it off with fire, man. It's a really good one. <clears throat> and the reason why is, well, first of all, I swallowed an air bubble when you did that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> So, and then the reason why is because if you're going to start your seeds, you want to make sure you have enough time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at this point, you probably don't have a lot of time to do that. Now, if you're one of these people that do have it and you've already started all your seeds and everything, you just need to have a way to put them in. Then I start looking at how am I going to be harvesting? So, um, carrots, for example, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have to reach in and grab them and pull them out. So do I harvest, do I plant them in rows? Do I start in the front or the back? Mm -hmm. And it's really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the way you're going to successively sow if you decide to do so. Yeah. So we which have is what I do. direct sowing as an option. Uh, and you can do one or more options. You have starting seeds indoors as an option and you have purchasing transplants as an option, right? Mm -hmm. Are you using all three of those for your spring use, garden? No, mm -hmm. I'm not. Well, usually I do, but this year I'm not buying anything. I'm trying to just no store vegetables mm -hmm. at all <clears throat> and very minimal flowers. Mm -hmm. But there is, you know, you do need to, when you look at this list, decide like, what can I seed out in the garden? Like mm -hmm. what's, cause you might be surprised. You might think it's too cold, but now might be the perfect time for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I struggled and with that for a long, long time, mm -hmm. you know, so I have one more. I mean, I have a bunch more, but yeah. <laughs> so mine yeah. is it, and it could be assumed for some, but I do want to make sure we state it. It is looking up your, you know, average last frost date. Uh, Cause that's going to yeah. fold into what you want to grow. That's going to fold into what you should be starting indoors or direct sowing or just saying, Hey, I'm going to go out and purchase. Um, that's going to be like your north northern star, right? It's going to guide you. Aww. Yeah. I don't know if it guides you that way, but, you know. <laughs> if it guides you that way, it's wrong. <laughs> that was like, for those that are listening, somewhat of a zigzag that I was doing there. But I have yeah. a terrible sense of direction, too. So there's that. It's, it's, it's a tricky thing. I mean, you go by your frost date, but it's not a hardcore like... <laughs> No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in some areas it can, it can fluctuate a lot. Yep. So it's, it's again, be... it's a, a guide, right? Yeah. You know, it's not a hard and fast rule. Yeah. Um, but see, this is where it ties into like the direct sewing and stuff like that, because <clears throat> you would be surprised how much you can direct sew in the spring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. 
to find out like how much we can actually direct. So, I mean, you know, it's like I do my snow peas. So, well, let me just tell you what I direct. So, okay. I direct. So my snow peas, carrots, rutabagas, turnips, um, lettuces, spinach, beets, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a big amount. That's a lot of different things to sow and kohlrabi. So how many weeks do you believe you have that you consider for your spring garden? You know what? I know it's kind of a hard question. So a legit spring garden Mm -hmm. with spring vegetables. Let's see. I'm going to say March 1st to May 15th, maybe. Not long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe May. Like it starts to get pretty borderline in May. Yeah. Okay. You know. Because that's. So, and I mean. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's putting me, you know, the mindset around the time that you have to grow. Right. So March 1st yeah. through May 15th, that's two and a half months. That's what, you know, 10 weeks, basically. So you're direct yeah. sowing these things and you're basically expecting them to either come to the full point of harvesting in that period of time or some of those vegetables can bleed over into what would be considered your summer garden for your final harvest right yeah generally i'll have a little bit of both in there at the Mm -hmm. same time Mm -hmm. for a while so and this year will be my biggest spring garden i'm planning on filling up as much as i can Mm -hmm. you know um but i try and you know a successive so so okay but okay I can dig it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of need to stop because that's my next one. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, a part of your plan, you're actually kind of making a note of, or is it in your head that you plan on successor and sowing some of these? No, crops? it's no, it's a it's a plan. It's mm-hmm, not a note mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll just go straight to it. So um, decide what you can successive sow, what you need to. So uh, a big one is carrots. I mean, you put 16 carrots in a square foot by mm-hmm. the book. That's what you can put in. Mm-hmm. I put in 12 um, for the record. But once you do that, like think about that 16 carrots in a square foot. That's a very small space. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's like one of my beds, I have 12 square feet set aside for it. So I'll do one row of four square feet at once. Mm-hmm. And then I'll wait two weeks and I'll do another one. And then I'll wait two weeks and do another one. And then when I do the second row, then I'll go to the other bed that I have carrots planned for. And I'll put that in. So I'm staggering them all the time. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And that's where I'm stuck when it comes to my plan. And so that's probably, what did I say? 80% for the spring garden. So that's probably another 10% of my plan that I'm missing. Um, And it's just because I'm not as familiar with like the true time frame. So I asked you how much time you have for your spring garden and you roughly... March 1st through May 15th. And I'm not sure if mine looks more like March 15th through like May 15th ish, or if it's really more like April 1st, you know, so I'm I'm trying to play around with that. So if I take a step back and go back to my look up your average uh, last frost date, it's also having an understanding of what that weather is like around that date. Right. So I'm just appending that one. Um, cause that's going to help me refine when I'm getting out there and obviously what the weather is truly like when these dates come up. Um, but I'm struggling with that a little bit. Um, and I'm not sure how much secession sowing I'm going to do in the spring in part. I just well, we've had, go ahead. I was just going to, in part, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I I'm, was going to say, I'm trying not to complicate it over complicate it, but I don't want to imply that that's complicating it. But it's a difficult for my mind to to grab it right now. 
Yeah. See, for us, it's you know we can we typically go from winter almost straight to summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. you're probably not like that. So you're probably going to have a longer season. I mean, you grew lettuce all year last year, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All summer. There's no There's way in maybe hell maybe a few we weeks where lettuce had bolted and I didn't have anything to, to sub in for it. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there's just no way in hell we could do that. It it just it shoots up so. Um, and I mean, I'm sure we could take some steps and, you know, some drastic measures and really make it happen, but it's tough. Yeah. But, you know, I always plan that. And that's where I was saying, like, like last night when I called you and I was like, guess what I'm doing? I'm putting seeds in my garden. Uh-huh. Like I only planted out like one of my beds. I just, I went out there and I put in some spinach mm-hmm. and then I did like, you know, they had been out there a couple weeks and then I went out there and put some more spinach seeds in. And then I went and like did like a quarter of my turnips in one bed. And I'll just wait. And as soon as they pop, they come up, then I'll go put another batch in. Yeah. And as soon as they come up, then I'll put an And so you're always staggering because I don't want to have, you know, somebody commented on my thing on Instagram. They were like, well, what are you going to do with all those turnips and kohlrabi? I was like, I'm going to eat this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when yeah. you look at it, you're like, damn, he's going to get a lot. But you space it out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm leaving it room for one, the soil to breathe to make space for the, all the plants to get air and also for the next batch of seeds or whatever to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so I have started practicing those methods because it's just not my spring garden that I'm challenged with when it comes to succession sowing. It's just in general. So I have yeah. practiced that with the things I'm starting indoors as an example, lettuce, like you mentioned. So I have lettuces that are at different stages. Um, and, the reason why I really I, I'm trying to balance, you know, go for it versus, you know, just see what works without it. The reason why I do want to go for it is it definitely does save you in space inside, save your you're saving yourself space inside because you're not having to start all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So in addition to um, spreading out the harvest. So a lot of what I was growing last summer, I uh, preserved And while I will be able to preserve some of the things I'm growing this spring, a lot of it is going to be eaten fresh, you know, so I want to make sure that I am kind of balanced in that. And I'm not out here on, you know, uh, for those that are in Chicago on 79th and Stony Island trying to, you know, pawn off some uh, some leafy greens because I have so many of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, and I. I mean, I can go on and on about my methods that I do this. I don't know if you want me to, I will. I don't really want this to turn into a succession yeah, sewing yeah, yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. or a succession planning podcast, but I'm, I'm more than comfortable telling you like, cause I, I succession, everything that goes into my yard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything that goes into my plant, it goes in stages. Yeah. Let's so. talk offline about that one because there could be a, a lesson that's for a broader conversation to learn there. Okay. So, um, so my next one. And again, it's it's kind of implied, but we are trying to do this kind of step by step. Um, So you now should be looking at your garden space and looking at it, actually looking at it or, you know, having it in your head and thinking about where you're going to put what. Right. So whether you have the vegetables in hand or not doesn't matter, you know, whether it is just something that you have written down, you have all of this information about the vegetables, you have kind of your planting dates in mind, but where's this stuff going? You know, um, if it's one bed you're growing in, or if it's multiples, if it's containers, you know, it doesn't matter. You just need to figure out where you're going to put these things. It's as simple as that sounds, you know, that's one of my bigger struggles too. 
Well, and I mean, so let's break that down for a minute then, because I feel like, you know, you can talk about that and you can say that, but how do you do I that? Mean, yeah. Cause yeah. a lot of people have issue with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you know, it's like, what, in what order do you put stuff in the ground? You know, so like when I plan mine out, like I know where the sun hits my yard, mm-hmm. so I go by height. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's like my first step is like what's going to outshade another thing and this, that. And yeah, luckily in the spring, it's not really that big of an issue. Yeah, yeah. Right? Is so, there anything that gets just crazy? I don't think there's, I mean, you could have some collard greens and kale that could get pretty big, tall and wide. Um, yeah. So some of those, I mean, broccoli could get pretty big. I mean, so I think some of those brassicas can. Um, I think for me, it's less about if I had only a, a single spring garden and that's it, then this wouldn't be an issue for me. It is teetering on that. Well, you know what's going to come after spring, don't you? Summer, summer, summertime, right? Yeah. So I am planning against the clock as well. Um, but I do think while you don't have as intensive sun, you know, for most of us in the spring, um, there may be some heat depending on where you are. I don't think the kind of worried about shading things out is as big of a concern. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but I do think the orientation that you're growing is, is important. I think if you go back to your point about when you're going to harvest and how you're going to harvest, that's important too. So do you want to be crawling over some big leafy green to try to get to your carrots? No, you don't. Right. You know, so I think generally it's good to say, when is the sun hitting which garden bits, containers, that garden space, you know, considering when you're going to harvest what. So this spinach takes 60 days to come up versus the radishes that may take 30. Right. So right. I would put the radishes closer to me when it comes to the garden bed and the spinach behind it. You know, that's the yeah. way I do it as an example. That's the way I do it, too, because yeah. you're going to be harvesting those radishes way before anything else. Mm-hmm. So, so that, and I mean, that's. Is that two things That's, that are really key there, size and harvest time when it comes to where you're going to put things? I do. For me, it's mostly harvest time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's how I look at it because I've had that situation for, and you know, I have four by eight beds mm-hmm. and if I had it, if I had the money, I would just rip them all out and make two by eight beds. Mm-hmm. So I don't have, cause you know, you get into in the middle of those four by eight beds and you're like, damn, you know, yeah. cause <clears throat> there's not but so much you can do. So that's why if you look at my plan, a lot of the low growing stuff, if it doesn't take up a whole swath of the bed, mm-hmm. then it just goes around the edges. Mm-hmm. You know, I try and make the low stuff going around the edges and yeah. you know, that seems to help me with my harvesting. Um, and even, you know, cause it's not like when the tomato, you know, when a tomato is, you can go just stand up and grab it. These, mm-hmm. you got to get down on the ground. You got to lean yeah. over, you know, and there's going to be a point where, you know, you don't really want to be crushing anything either. So, yeah, I think though that's really important. And while my garden, I, the width of my garden beds are very much, I kept that in mind when I was like designing my gardens over the years. Right. Um, never wanting it to be wider than four feet. But interestingly enough for me, almost all of my beds, I'm only entering or accessing one way. It's like, it's basically pushed up against something. So I can't get to the other side of it. And you're right. If I had to do it over again, you know, a magic garden wand of money, magic garden wand, 
I think we don't need the money part, just the, the magic garden wand. I definitely do something that looked more like two feet wide, like you're yeah. describing. Um, so, you know, for It'd me. Be a bitch watering it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, how, how, wait, how long for you? Uh, how two long feet would they wide? Be? Yeah. I, I, I would make them, um, you know, what? Let's see. Right now, those two beds, they take up. Um, even if you include the spaces 20 feet, so I'd make them two by twenties mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I wanted to use my same footprint. Yeah. Yeah. And just make the space in between. I wouldn't make it two foot wide in between. I'd probably make it 18 inches in between. I don't, I don't want to get into designing a, a yeah. bed that's never going to happen. It's not aesthetically pleasing in my mind. We, no. we need another and garden I, wand here. This one isn't working out the way I thought it was going to yeah. work out. <laughs> Leonard's got an order in, so we're good. <laughs> but but that, I mean, I think that rounds out kind of considering the size of your beds, you know, considering the um, harvest time. I'm going to still throw in the size of the vegetables when it comes back to where are you going to plant these things. Yeah. So that's really key. Um, and that's probably the biggest, I think, overall uh, number two challenge for me is the where. Number one challenge is the, I think, the win for me. But we can go back to that. Yeah, the win is something you get over time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just planning and figuring out yeah. and researching and stuff like that. The where is, I mean, you know, it's like <clears throat> you don't put a trellis in the middle of the garden. Mm-hmm. Okay. Surrounded by garden all the way around. Yeah, like you, yeah. most people, I mean, I'm sure somebody has. And if you have good on you. But generally speaking, like you, you just don't do that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like take that same concept and just apply it to everything else and that you're putting in. So it's like if you're going to have your cauliflower down there, do you want to have cauliflower in the front and radishes in the middle? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. two things are going to happen. The cauliflower is going to shade it. Yeah. You I mean, know? I think so just you, even talking about it kind of can sit you on the right path here. Right. Because yeah. if you're not thinking about it, you're not thinking about it. And it sounds right. good to say you're out there, you direct sowing, let me drop these, you know, radish seeds and now let me, because remember we've talked about most times everything is either a seed that's going in or really small, right? So yeah. you, let's say you have a, you know, cauliflower transplant that you're going to put in the row, you know, in front of the seeds you just planted. It may not click. So it's good that you brought it up. Um, I do have a question regarding timing that I'm hoping you can help me and others with. What's the growth rate for spring in comparison to maybe some vegetables you would also grow in the fall? Like in, in my mind, it's, you know, things aren't growing as quickly as we may think if we look at some of our summer veggies, as an example. Well, so first of all, it's not all about the sun this time of year. It's all mm-hmm. about temperature, too. Mm-hmm. So the temperature being cold will stunt them. You know, not I don't want to say stunt. It'll slow them down. Yeah. And then... The difference between now and fall is like if you start today, tomorrow you're getting more light and the next day you're getting more light and the next day and the next day and the next day versus fall each day you're losing more and more and more. Yeah. It's a countdown. Mm -hmm. So um, and the sun's getting brighter and brighter. So I would assume like at some point I would say and I mean, this doesn't affect you at all, but in January and even parts of February, I think that it is an issue. But, you know, as you get into March, April, you know, because our longest day of the year is on June 21st Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we get about a minute or two minutes of sunlight more every day Mm -hmm. is about what the average is based on the rotation of the earth and everything. So as you go up, 
What are you going to say? I'm smiling because there's a moment in the year, every year, where I'm literally checking that and saying, yeah. all right, one more minute. All right. Oh, no. You know, like, so I, I'm And that's that where way. I am right now, yeah. you know, because I knew, like, since December 21st, because I had the greenhouse going mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everything literally stopped. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Didn't move. Yeah. And I was like, and I knew what it was, but, and then after it just boom, boom, you know, mm-hmm. every day it gets more and more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it's, I think it's a little bit slower, but at the same time, this is when those vegetables are designed mm-hmm. to grow. Yeah. So and, that's something to think about. And I'm stilling a little bit away from our planting because we'll revisit it then as well. So I bring yeah. it up because it's a, it's a caution, right? Like, don't, don't worry, don't trip. You know, it's, it'll be fine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, um, you know, it's the, these are coming out of their hibernation and like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me produce another leaf here, you know, but I'm going to yeah. take my time with it because you know, that's what I can do. <laughs> so, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think it's your go. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. What were we, what was the last one the last we were just one talking was, about? Um, we the, went on multiple. Yeah, we talked a lot about um, where to plant these things. Like, consider that when it comes to planting your garden. Where are you going to put these things? Was the last one. Yeah, and the other one that I would say is, um, if you're going to go into direct seeding, direct sowing, mm-hmm. then think about watering needs mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you know, th- at this point, like you could still get a freeze. You know, so like, should you be direct sowing directly in if you're getting more freezes because you can't really water as much, stuff like that? Yeah. So that's important to think about, too, because I've had that issue where um, in the wild garden, I've planted Mm -hmm. some seeds and it does fairly well. So it's and side note, it's funny, um, a little update on my wild garden. I think I've realized that it's going to be a really good fall and winter garden mm-hmm. because it's the only garden that really gets like a lot of sunlight during those times of year. So I think we might be, we may have found a good purpose for it. Okay. But um, I have put some turnip seeds out there and based on where they are, I, I don't get out there to water them as much. Mm-hmm, so they, mm-hmm. you know, luckily we're getting rains right now. But um, it's really important that we kind of you, you think about that because some things are thirstier than others, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. cauliflower and broccolis and stuff like that. They are hungry plants. Yeah. So they need to be fed and they need to be watered a lot. So I have two requests. Um, well, one comment and one request. Your root vegetables are looking so good. <laughs> and it is like I'm using it as a barometer one to kind of gauge totally pull it up now it's fine the size is fine right you know Um, and then two um i'm really impressed with these temps because i'm also monitoring your attempts right like i'm not at the point where i'm boiling bunnies or anything like i'm not full-on stalker but i am monitoring your attempts right (laughs) And, and so that but it's helping me kind of process you know 30 degrees, 40 degrees, these things are still staying alive and producing. I know some of these things are in the greenhouse, which means it's a few temperature degree degrees uh, warmer. But yeah, I'm really I've been really impressed and and it's really helping me continue to kind of go after my garden goal of grow more roots. Right. So appreciate you there. My request, though, is I need a sign to be created and kind of staked for the wild things garden. Like I feel like. It's my Done. favorite part of your garden, but you don't. Really? I don't know if you give it enough shine, man. I'm just enamored by the whole concept. I'm not prepared to give it shine, but right, you, know. you know. Well, let's so just start with the, a sign. 
Get it? For the you see record, what we did there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> For the record, most of the turnips that you have seen me harvest mm-hmm. come from outside, mm-hmm. not ah, the greenhouse. Okay. Okay. So it's even better. Yeah. I'm getting some from the greenhouse now, and that was one of those things where they sat quiet, and I was like, "Man, what the hell's going on?" And mm-hmm. then next thing I knew, I got turnips coming out of my ears. Yeah. So, and, um, but you, I'm running out of my stock outside. So. But and there's so many people. So traditionally. I eat turnips as the greens and the greens only. And they're like, remember yeah. I was telling you my neighbor um, last year, she was growing turnips just for the tops. Um, so it's also very hard for me to um, not commit to the root when I see some of the things you've shared. Cause I mean, it's some beautiful produce, man. Yeah. I don't eat the greens. Oh, well I don't, you shouldn't have told me that. That's disappointing. Why? But, I mean, I well, just, so do you, do you we feed don't it throw to the them chickens? out though. Yeah. We feed it to the chickens. Mm-hmm. We feed it to uh, my wife's bearded dragon. We also will mix them in. We will eat some of them, mm-hmm. but I don't grow them for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I put them in compost too. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of snails too. Ah, uh, okay, okay. In um, the late fall, and now they're coming back again. Mm-hmm. So that's been an uphill battle too. Okay. We just, you know, so a lot of things aren't going to grow because they've just been eaten, mm-hmm. you know, down to the bone, but. Um, so yeah, and that's, you know, the turnips and stuff like that and the wild garden, like it's good, but I've got to figure out a better method of getting water and stuff out there. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's a very important part. And most people probably have their gardens set up a little bit better than that. You know, that was my own doing. No, they don't. I mean, most people said like, Hey, there's a, there's a hose. Let me set up right next to it. You know what I mean? Mm, But that's, I didn't have that option. Yeah. I don't think most people do that either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or me, you and I don't. Maybe it's just the two of us that don't. Um, Okay. Probably. So my next one, and this one is, this is almost like an honorable mention, but I do want to fold it in now, following along with what you were talking about um, when it comes to the watering watering needs. Think about, just a little while, the need to go out and protect that bed. Right. So, again, I'm, I'm kind of cheating and stealing from the planting piece. But think about as you're planning and you plan on putting things in certain areas, like if you spread these things all over your garden, because we know that weather is volatile, right, for many of us. So if you're in the middle of April and guess what, there's going to be a cold snap that's coming in that you don't think these vegetables will survive. They may still be small enough for you to do something like cover, you know, for yeah. a chilly night. But if you have things spread all over your garden, right, you know, is it as easy for you to cover? Now, I don't, I don't want you to go back and scratch your plan and revise it just based on that. But just give it a shout out to it. Think about it. And if you kind of come to that bridge, you've already given some initial thought and it'll be easier for you to react. Well, I don't think that should be an honorable mention. I think that should be right up there because this is, you know, and that basically is what I was going to say for the next one is don't be brave, man. Don't be out there and be like, I'm going to stick my tomato out today Uh because it's uh 70 today. Like, don't do that. You know what I mean? There's plants that are made. You know, it's yeah. like I have kale and collards that they lived up to like in the teens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they're made for that. Yeah. That's what they're there for. So, you know, don't be so anxious to jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and get a tomato or a squash in the ground because you're probably going to get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just going to live in a world of stress because you, you're going to be watching the weather every day. Yeah. Like I can go to sleep no matter what temperature it gets here, as long as it stays within our zone requirements. Mm-hmm. I can <clears throat> I can go to bed at any night and not worry about anything dying in my garden. That's crucial, man. 
I don't care yeah. at all. Like I'm like get let it get cold. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not going to go away. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's something to think about. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, and okay, we'll remove the note of it being an honorable mention. You get an award too. You know, that's how Damn honorable right. mentions normally work. All right. Got any more for us? I have one more. Do you? I may have one more. Let me hear yours. <laughs> so when you go out and we all do it, we walk around and we see a plant and we're like, oh, I really want that. Mm-hmm. Think, do you have a place for it? Mm-hmm. Do you have anywhere to put it? And so my whole thing is I don't I don't worry about jamming it in my garden. I mean, I try to think about it, but if I can't, I reserve um, containers for that. They're my audible. So, oh, man. Yeah. And that's flowers and vegetables. Uh-huh. Even though I typically don't do vegetables in containers, except for this year, I'm going to because I had an audible thrown at me early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Sir Purple gave us some seeds for peppers uh-huh. and I was not expecting them. And then when you got, it, I was like, well, I really want to grow these. So they, a majority of them are going to go into containers okay, okay. and then we're going to grow them that way. So that's, um, you know, I think that's for me, it works out well because then I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Sir Purple. We appreciate you. Um, that's such a good one that I don't know if I can add another one. Cause that's like an ending note. That's really a no. In all seriousness, it's a really a good one because it also for your spring garden, I think some of your challenges when it comes to watering, you know, the, coolness of spring can help resolve that it's not as big of a deal you don't have to worry about 100 degree temps and watering you know a couple of times a day um so could we make a spring container gardener out of you is that um more than likely not (laughs) yeah more than likely not so i'm gonna be just straight up about it i don't think so And I mean, the only reason why is because, you know, the spring, the stuff in the spring doesn't take that much space. So you can really pack a lot in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I appreciate you, your attempt, but no, (laughs) yeah, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Um, I think that the only other thing I would say when it comes to, um, the plan, if you will, is related to, again, what you've just described when it comes to the containers, you have to also keep in mind what's going to be next in that space. So your garden for spring and summer is really like almost done, almost firm. And mine isn't. And mine is not because I'm still trying to balance when I'm pulling up certain things from my spring garden. And then those things are coming out for my summer garden. Now, one of the things that I am trying to challenge myself to be, and this is going to be a real test, is to be more, you know, kind of go in with a hatchet and say, it's enough of this kohlrabi. I'm pulling it up. I've gotten enough off of it. You know, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to have like that iron fist when it comes to my spring vegetables to make room for my summer. This is where that mentality helps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, and I mean, I planned mine out. So, and I mean, the way I look at it is this, see, here we go. You're trying to make it a succession planning podcast. I swear you are. I'm not trying to make it anything. I just want to hear what you have to say, brother. I know. (laughs) Thank you, Miss Batavia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like when we plant the carrots, well, the carrots aren't really a good one because the parsnips are going behind the carrots. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the carrots will come up and then a couple weeks later, the parsnips will go in. But like, I think I have, um. Off the top of my head, I think it's like 
turnips Mm -hmm. and then um, tomatoes are going behind it. So I have it planned out to where like, hey, when the tomato goes out there, it's not going to be that big. Like those parsnips can still grow for a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As long as, you know, you you have a little space cleared. So if you went through and you were like, hey, I'm going to plant turnips here and then go into the tomatoes pick a square foot right in the middle of that and plant that first yeah. and then you know that those will ripen and then work your way out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from there you know what i mean i mean because that way it's like you, you harvest from the middle first but then you have that clear space to put your tomato in and then it can continue to go mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know that's always an option so i would say that um because i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask another favor of you but i would say that consider whether you're going to use all of your space for your spring garden or not. Right. So there's no rule that says you have to plant in your entire garden. Right. Mm -mm. I am torn between whether I'm going to do that or not. I think we've talked before offline and I think you're planning on using all of your garden space. Well, (laughs) I so I always draw it up like I am, mm-hmm. and I never do. Yeah, okay. So and okay. I use that, and I mean that's my my option. Like mm-hmm. I use it, I'm like, okay, you know, if something fails, like the summer garden is king for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I'm planting turnips and some of like an animal comes and digs them up, mm-hmm. or something eats them, like I don't replace them. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, there's just there's just going to be free space, and then I leave it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so my ask of you as I pull this up here is this is going to be a tough one. So I'm going to let you make it as simple as you want, but I want it. So take one of your garden beds and tell us what you're planting in it for spring. What you're planning to plant in it for spring. What is your Uh, for one garden bed, your spring plan look like? So it's going to be it's a four by eight bed. Mm -hmm. It is um, I'm taking four by four of that and putting carrots in and then three by three of that I'm putting in kohlrabi Mm -hmm. and then another three by three of that I'm putting in um that doesn't come up four by eight does it Mm -mm. it's okay yeah whatever it is it's broken up into three sections Mm -hmm. mostly carrots Mm -hmm. and then the kohlrabi and turnips are together Mm -hmm. and then the back row is going to be shelling peas okay because they are connected to that back row is connected to your trellis right so i have my shelling peas planted already Uh uh-huh i have half of the turnips planted already direct sowed for both direct sowed. Uh everything in that garden is going to be direct sowed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh except for the kohlrabi i'm going to test it out so and then i have one row out of four rows Mm -hmm. for carrots planted and then the kohlrabi one row is planted of that then i have some kohlrabi that's in the greenhouse that's already started as seedlings Mm -hmm. because from what i understand you um if you start them as seedlings, you want to let them grow for about a month. Okay. You don't want to go the full six weeks. Okay. So they're they're growing in there. Then I'm gonna put those in. And at the same time I put those in, I'm gonna put out the the next set of seeds. Okay. Okay. So that and that's one of the beds. So that four by eight bed has about is that four or five crops in it. One, two, three, four. Okay. Okay. So and then I have another four by eight bed that has like six in there. 
Okay. Do you want to know what's in that one? No, let's save that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I can appreciate that almost all of that is direct sewing because we've talked about kind of some of your options here and that's going to be the most straightforward one. Like you have to plan the least around that one, right? Mm-hmm. You know. There's a reason why I did that, Yeah. you know? And so the only thing that I start for seed for spring is broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll do kale and stuff like that. But like, if I don't start those by seed, then I won't have those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, and when I say start by seed, I mean indoors. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have one more question. Okay. Because again, you, you know, you are the, uh, I'm your mentee when it comes to spring gardening. <laughs> <laughs> so for planning your spring garden, is there one thing that can be a faux pas for someone like me who has a lot of experience with a summer garden, but not really with a spring garden, like as I'm developing this, like a a mistake or easy, you know, blunder. Yeah. It's, it's all, I mean, I think it's really all about the weather. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one thing is underestimating what the plant can do and then underestimating the time that it grows, it takes to grow it. I think those are the two things that can really mess you up because, Mm -hmm. you know, you really want to make and like for you, like, I mean, I've told you this before. I don't maybe I've told you on the show. I know I've told you in person, like, I'm not convinced that you are the summer garden area. I think that you can have an amazing spring garden Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that can last throughout most of the year, you know, and I think you can have a lot of these things growing, but you know, I, I witnessed this when I lived in Massachusetts, like some stuff just did not do well in the summer. You know, you'd get like a couple jalapenos, just never really got hot enough. Yeah. Okra, no chance, no chance for okra. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think nobody even ate it. It just didn't get warm enough for long enough. So um, <clears throat> it's just kind of one of those things. But yeah, I think it's underestimating what your plants can do in the amount of time and when you can get them out. And I'm speaking directly to you, Batavia. Everybody's candidly listening to our conversation right now. Cause I know. That's okay. I can accept that. Yeah. I well, know you know you what? Roll. I listen, I don't remember Leonard can look up the episode, but there was an episode where I had the aha moment mm-hmm. when it came to a spring garden. And yeah. although it was on my list, I was mentally fighting it and it showed in my actions, right? It showed yeah. my actions last spring, but, uh, and I'm trying not to fall back into, that based on this bad bad weather we've had um but like i'm secretly excited about like you may be right when i started to think about all of the challenges that i kind of feel like i faced for my summer garden you know it kind of folds right into the oh those are all the things that the spring really wants you know so my desire to plant earlier for summer the reality is that it may be less of that and more of like riding that spring wave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer of that. So I can appreciate the, you know, kind of the weather can cut both ways. Right. You know, so don't, um, it can. my, my apprehension has been, it's just too cold. And the reality is, like you've said a few times here and countless times at nauseum when we talk, you know, these vegetables really, the vegetables we're talking about, they, they really want this chill, you know, yeah, they want I mean, a scarf they, and a sweater, you know, they have to have mm-hmm, it, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's amazing to me, but you know, it's like I put turnip seeds out there and it's gotten down to freezing. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's frozen over and I go out there and there's turnip seeds coming up, yeah, you know, there's yeah. little baby turnips. And, yeah. 
You know, the same with the snow peas. Now, I mean, the snow peas take forever to grow, <laughs> but what else are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you can get them in the ground, stick them in the ground, they love that stuff. So, yeah. and it's just, you know, underestimating it, it, it shortchanges you because you're not getting a harvest and when you could be, and I can tell you like every single year I shortchange it still. And this year I've really tried to be like, no, I need to get out there. I need to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it sucks being out here right now, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know? So, I mean, when I called you last night and I was seeding the garden, like, I mean, it was a nice day, but I had looked and for the next 10 days, it's supposed to be pretty good. Uh Uh So we know that based on our calendar, that our really cold days are coming to an end. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we'll still get frost Mm -hmm, for sure. mm But not like those like low twenties or yeah. anything like that, you yeah. know. Those are and it can still happen. Yeah. But it's not as common. Yeah. Well, I'm putting so. it all into it when it comes to the spring garden. Like, um, luckily for me, some of these vegetables will do, like you mentioned, just fine, even when the weather gets warmer. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am giving it all to the spinach, like. I feel like I'm going to be at the point where I just can't eat spinach anymore. Like that's my desire. Right. And I know that I don't have any luck with spinach in the summer. So I'm really highlighting some of these vegetables that I've just not been able to success. Carrots are another example of it. I've not been able to successfully grow those because I've been really growing in the heat for the most part. So uh, I'm taking a misconception about just all those, like just gardening in general that like everything has to go in. When it's mm-hmm. 80 degrees mm-hmm. outside, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a common misconception Yeah, and you know, carrots are a big one. Like last year was the first year I grew carrots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I started them in April. I started them in April. I should have been planting them for two to three months before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. like, and I still got a harvest, but I got one solid harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, I got about. 50 to 60 carrots. And then I had another couple hundred that never made it because it got hot and they just went to green top. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but it, excuse me, it happens. Um, it's part of the learning process. Yeah. I mean, I'm still super duper excited about it. Um, I am counting on the weather being manageable enough for me to be comfortable because you mentioned that like you know all right prepare plan to have an extra layer on if you're in the north you know when it comes to your garden uh wear a hat yeah 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 you know and i mean you don't have to do it but and if you start with seedlings though you can start later Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you know and in my experience in my area even in you know the the briskness of chicago once you get to so we'd be at the end of may or end of march for this um one coming out a early april end of march early april there are transplants in the garden centers you know, so right. and these and that aren't, usually means that you can put something in the ground. Yeah, and these aren't like tomato plants, you know. So they definitely no. have spring vegetables in the garden center around that time. It's not, you know, packed from one end to another, but there's definitely in Chicago at least uh, veggies out there. So, right. so yeah, man, I'm ready to go all. You in. know what? Another thing is too that is a what did you call it a faux pas? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is going back and then you know if something doesn't grow in the right amount of time like you know if you put a seed out and it's like a week later and nothing's happened mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be a quick germinating seed or something re-sow mm-hmm. you know re-sow like 
I wouldn't continue to do it, but up to a certain point, you know, go ahead and re-sew. That's another thing, too. Yeah, that's a really... That's... Oh, that wasn't. Hold on. Yeah. That's still bad. <laughs> one more time. That's good. There that's a really go. good tip. Um, and that's one of the reasons I was... Well, that answers my question again around, you know, how much time you know, these things take to grow. And I was kind of thinking from the, there, uh, there's already a plant and how long will it take from the point of like, there's a plant to like being able to eat from it. But I think you bring up a good point around the germination. So I have now experience of germinating things germinating inside. And I need to be careful not to just match that to my expectations outside. Right. Yes. You know, so yeah, because it's slower outside because it's colder. Yeah, yeah. There is a re- a couple of resources I've seen online that talk about specifically like, you know, I love a good chart. I love a good bulleted list. I love a good chart. And I've seen a couple of charts around um, the vegetable and, you know, germination percentages based on temperatures, you know, so 40 degrees. This is the percentage that it's going to likely germinate and so on and so forth. So I don't know if I'm going to pull that out. I can't worry myself with that crap. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to pull that out, but I think it could be a resource if you feel like, well, what the hell? It's not germinating, you know, double check. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a great resource, Mm -hmm. but I just I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, I look at it and I'm like, okay, the next because, you know, again, my weather is fairly predictable mm-hmm. on the warming up trend mm-hmm. where yours is probably the opposite. Yeah. But I'll look at my weather and say, okay, it's going to be 50 dinner in the day, 40 at night. Okay. Yeah. You know, oh, it's going to be 20 tonight and then it's going to be thirties, but it's still going to be sixties. Well, then I know that like the soil is not really going to warm yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll warm up during the day, but it won't ever get that warm underneath because it just doesn't get, you know, it's getting too cold at night. So that's how I do it. That's our favorite conversation around air temperature and soil temperature. That's the mystery to all. <laughs> hey, look, I made a, we did a show and I think I made fun of a soil thermometer and I found one. <laughs> and uh, it's like 20 bucks or something. I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> just because you it know, says just, it's going to measure a thing doesn't mean it's really going to measure it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll measure it. It's just, it's a thermometer that's designed to go lower. Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't go up to whatever an oven thermometer does, but I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would like to get one for my compost pile because it's steaming right now. I have seen though a bunch of those like online yeah. um, where people using them, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you hungry? When Have I ever said no to that question? Yeah, you have. Really? Hmm. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I am hungry. Let's do it. It's time for somebody to give you the recipe of the day. All right. So this is one of my favorites. It's a white bean chili, but it's only my favorite at a certain time. So your window is closing for this one. For me, I can eat all things all year long, but this is one of those things I really only want to eat when it's cold. So we're at the end of March and I'm going to need you to make this like this weekend. Like that's the only choice you have. I'm sorry. All right. So white bean chili, you can make this with or without chicken. You know, and if you make it with chicken, then it's a white bean chicken chilling. Um, Keep the color. You want it to be light. Don't start adding stuff that's going to change it to some other color chili because that ain't what we're doing here. Few different ingredients. I normally make this. I've made it twice or two ways. One with like regular beans that I've soaked and then one with just canned beans. So the easiest way I'm going to give you here is going to be great northern beans from the can. 
feel like I'm breaking like all kinds of backyard gardens podcast rules, but you're going to take two mm-hmm. cans of, uh huh, of great northern beans. Uh, you're going to drain those, rinse them off. You're going to have, if you're using chicken, let's do shredded chicken that's already cooked. Right. Um, so you want that kind of stringy. Um, you're going to use six cups of broth. So it could be chicken broth if you're using chicken in the recipe or vegetable broth. Either is fine. Um, this is an ad that I kind of do as a part of how should I say my when I plate the chili, when I put it in a bowl. So salsa verde, which is one of my favorite salsas, um, you're going to have two cups of salsa. So that's about, I'd say about a jar of salsa, maybe a jar and a half. And you can use this if you've actually canned it from your garden or you can use it from the store. My favorite salsa still is store-bought salsa. All right. Um, you're going to season this salt and pepper to taste. But one of the favorite ingredients here is going to be cumin. So I go with two to three tablespoons of cumin. For this easy version, you're just going to dump everything into a pot. You're going to let it simmer. Uh, I'd say about 20 minutes because you want those beans to kind of heat through. We know if they're in the can, they're already done. Um, About 20 minutes into the cooking time, take out about a cup three-fourths to a cup of the beans. And you could put these in the blender, but I think that's just a waste of something that you're going to have to clean up. I just take a fork or a spoon and mash them. Uh, So you're going to have those mashed beans, put them back in the pot, because what that does is it creates this kind of thickness to the chili. Um, Let it cook for another five or 10 minutes. And then, oh, did I tell you to make some cornbread? You got to make cornbread. No, you didn't tell us that yet, right, you, but I was going to do yeah, it anyways. Yeah, you got to make some cornbread with this. Like this isn't your crackers type of chili. I am a, I eat crackers and a side of chili, like like regular, regular traditional chili. But for this, you need cornbread. Um, if you added the salsa verde as you were cooking, that's fine. If you want to hold back and add it as a part of your actual chili bowl, that's fine too. Um, good toppings for this. If you do sour cream, it's a good topping. I would even do, and I have done like some shredded cheese on top. Avocado is a good topping as well. Uh, If you have some peppers from your garden, hot peppers, that's really, really good. Um, Yeah, that's it. Chicken chili. Chicken chili. (laughs) Yeah, what's the cornbread? White, yeah, white chicken chili. White. Now is it? White bean chili is the recipe, and you can zest it up by adding some chicken if you want. Yeah. Can you hear my creaky chair? I can, but I it's okay. It. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy. I know everybody is driving a car like, I hate that chair. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're like, oh, so he's about it, to say something it, profound. Yeah. It No, actually I'm not. Is it verde or verde? Oh, I always say salsa verde, but I don't know what it is. I bet you're wrong. Okay. Just because it sounds too easy to say it that way. Yeah. That's the only reason why it is. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. And as you say it, it, it reminds me because there's some uh, onions in that in salsa verde or verde. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> nah. um, you probably should have cut up, chopped up some onions for the chili. I forgot about that part. Of Always the put onions in yeah. everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. I eat onions like apples. Do you? No, you don't. Hell no. Must be crazy. <laughs> no, and when I get my onions out of my garden this year, I might. Uh-huh. I might eat one like an apple. No, that's I would probably pass out. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that to you or us. <laughs> no. But if you do, it, put it on camera because I want to see it. Yeah. And um, if you are making your cornbread mm-hmm. and you um, grow jalapenos, just throw a little of them in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I do? And depending on your household, 
I will put jalapenos in half of the, like I'll actually make the batter for cornbread, put it in the pan. Then I'll tuck in some jalapenos for half of it because I like them. Mm -hmm. But like if I'm taking some to my mom, she doesn't so much. So I know to cut off of that side for her. So that's a little bit of a hack. Yeah, David doesn't do um, jalapenos. So what uh, Kelly will do is she'll take jalapenos and put them on top Mm -hmm. as a garnish. Mm -hmm. And then we know that that half is. And so then... This so this is this is stupid of me. She decided that she was gonna put them in and mark out with jalapenos because we had like a whole bunch one year. Yeah. She's gonna mark out the serving size, and each one was gonna be about the size of a slice of jalapeno. And I was like, man, what the hell is this? I was like, <laughs> no, I need a bigger serving of some cornbread. You're not gonna dictate how much. What is it like? Um, those pre-cut pies? Like, nope. Yeah. I want to question why I didn't have eight full slices. It's because every slice I eat is two slices worth. Yeah. You're damn yeah. right. So, you know, and you know how big a jalapeno slice mm-hmm, is. So they were mm-hmm. like little plugs of um, cornbread. Yeah. I was like, nah. That's why I normally make a pan of cornbread. Like I like cornbread muffins, but I kind of mm-hmm. feel like I judge myself when I'm eating like two muffins. So I prefer just to have a pan of cornbread so I can cut whatever size I want. That's the way my mind works. That's how we do too. Mm-hmm. We do pans, mm-hmm. and we also put cream corn in our cornbread. Ah, oh, I have heard about that as a recipe. Oh, I haven't yeah. had fried cream corn in a while. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh-huh. Especially when we do chili, because we'll mix that in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I have put regular whole corn in cornbread too, um, as an added bonus. But what, like a whole ear of corn? You didn't take the corn off of it? Just the the kernels. When I say whole, I know, corn. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I said it out loud. I'm just like, I know he knows what I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, we always try to do stuff like that because it, it man, it makes the food seem like food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like we were cooking on the backyard kitchen, and we were um, we were talking about it, and I was like, you know, do you like thin or thick sliced? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we like it rustic, so we like thick slices. We like chunk, you know, chunks of vegetables in yeah, our food. Yeah. We like, you know, that's just what we like. So it's a hell of a lot easier to cut, too. Yeah, that's really interesting, though, when it comes to I never really think about the only time I've ever thought about this that I can think of right now is you know, years ago, my best girlfriend and I um, we were roommates and <laughs> I was making spaghetti like, you know, regular spaghetti. And she said, all right, you either need to leave the noodles long or you need to chop them up. Like I can't have long noodles here. And then the next bite is like short, you know, itty bitty noodles. Like I, yeah. I just, I need it one way or another, you know? So outside of that, I really don't think about the consist, like the, the depth or the thickness or anything. I just kind of do it. Uh, like things like onions. I like them thin. Like if I'm putting them on yeah. a sandwich oh, or something, really? if I'm putting them on a sandwich. Yeah. Um, if I'm chopping them up, I like them really, really fine. Right. You know, well, it's funny because we never thought about it either until we were like forced to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, yeah. But that's so much of like, um, so taking a dish to someone else's house, like that's a make or breaker, you know, when it comes to yeah. the way that you've prepared it. And most time, I mean, there's the, the moment where you're preparing something someone's never had. There's that. But most times if you're bringing a dish and it's something they've had before, like they have a way that they like it and eat it, but it's not talked about. Right. You know, so when you get that and you're like, this is a hunk of what are, what are all these corn kernels in this cornbread? You know, um, one of the things I do for cornbread, this is an aside, 
I only make it that way we describe when I'm making it for home, but I'll put a secret ingredient, which you're not going to like, but this is for everyone else. A little bit of nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, I, it's not you that I don't do, want... I know you're allergic to nutmeg. Yeah. You could do a little bit of cinnamon instead, but that nutmeg does something to it. Yeah. Cinnamon and ginger takes the place of nutmeg. Oh, Proven there it fact. is. There it is. There it is. Okay. But I don't think I could do that anyways. It definitely feeds to the sweeter side of cornbread, so just so you know. Yeah. All right. Now, I don't know. You put some honey butter on there? Oh, well... <sighs> Damn, welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast where we just make love to cornbread every day. It's so versatile. Damn, it sounds good. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. about to go make me a pan of cornbread. I actually am, instead of making the white chili, white bean chili, I'm going to actually make a pot of pinto beans, I think. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. I made some cowboy beans the other day. Really? I've never had cowboy. Is there another name for them? Cowboy beans? Yeah, sure. Cowboy beans, cowgirl beans, whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I actually have a bunch of bean recipes to give out because this is the time of year where we really eat a lot of beans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and we'll we'll eat beans all the way up until April. Well, so, you know, mid end of April. So for um, for me growing up in the way that I still make them, um, because for beans and things, I'll add meat to it. I know you guys don't eat meat. Do you make beans as a recipe or as a meal or is it a side? No, we make them as meals. Okay. Yeah, we make them as meals. We just put a lot of vegetables in mm-hmm, them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we'll put shrimp or fish in there, but that's very rare. Okay. So I'm so excited. You know. about, I'm, I'm going to soak my beans. Though. So stuff like that I'll make from like scratch, if you will. Right. So I'll soak those beans. And I think. By the time I wake up for my evening nap, there'll be just it'll be just the right time to put them in the crock pot. Oh, I'm getting excited. Yeah, yeah we we so we practice ABS in our house. ABS? Always be soaking. Uh. <laughs> we're always soaking something. Yeah, if it's yeah. a bean, a nut, you know, yeah. something, we're always soaking. Oh, so. that's funny. That white yeah. bean chili recipe. I mean, it's basically the same thing if you're, you know, soaking the beans and I'd only cook it in a crock pot that way. I rarely um, cook things like that on the stove anymore. Black eyed peas, you know, pinto beans, black. If I'm making a pot of beans, yeah, I'll do it in a crock pot. Things like chili and things like that, I'll tend to do like traditional chili, um, which is kind of your red chili, I'll do on the stove. But anyway, I'm getting off into a tangent and I'm getting even more hungry and I only have two oranges here. So only two oranges. Yeah. Before, I mean, between now and lunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm way past lunch. (laughs) I blew past it. So, and I'm actually going to go have some beans. Oh, okay. um, Oh, more cowboy uh, beans. No. Okay. No, it's a soup I made Mm -hmm. next week on the backyard gardens podcast recipe. (laughs) The soup that I have made. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it sounded too. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, man. Uh, everybody, I'm, I hope you have uh, gotten some tips out of P L A N N I N G your garden. Um, you know, it's it's a fun time of year, man. You're getting there. Mm-hmm. You have made it through the winter, and now you are planning and about to be planting mm-hmm. with a T. So um, don't forget about our giveaway. Don't forget to give us a like and a subscribe, a follow. Share us with a friend. 
for sure share us with a friend. I know that you right now have somebody in your life that wants to start a garden and they need help and you ain't got time to talk to them. Let us talk to them. Hey. We are more than happy to help. You see, I put all my arm into that one. You did. You did. And uh, if you want to send donations for the new bell, because Batavia apparently just broke ours, we're good to go. But thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.